one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, welcome to the Redmen News YouTube channel. Uh, I'm Chris Payjack, and today I am joined by Jack Gill to round up the latest uh, Liverpool news. It's been ages since I've done one of these. I've kind of just realised. I reckon it's been three weeks or something. Blame the kids. Uh, but it's nice to be back. I see you, Stephen. I see you, Linda. I see you, Rob D. And I see you, Ellie Anthony. Thank you very much for joining us live. Um, so we've got a few things that we want to talk about. Uh, but before we talk about anything else, uh, me and Jack are going to discuss the Premier League clubs face repaying a mammoth fee to broadcasters, even if the f- season is finished. So Premier League clubs are now bracing themselves to have to pay back 340 40 million pounds in TV cash because the matches are not taking place as expected. And this is the mirror.co.uk article, Jack. Um, Mate, I mean, that's a scary figure, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's absolutely mad. I think a a lot of people are are obviously commenting on on the fact that football being rushed, is it being rushed back too quickly? Um, Is it all coming back down? Is it due to money? But it shows here that even if football comes back, it's going to cost clubs and obviously leagues a lot of cash still. And and I think it shows that, you know, this is going to hit a lot of people financially, a lot of businesses financially, and and football clubs are definitely going to be very strongly hit as well, no matter what happens. And you know, it's it's obviously you'd think as well that obviously these television companies would would. Um, uh, do better uh, with more games being on television and, and less fans in stadiums and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it is quite it is quite a mad figure, really. It is. It is when you think about it because I'm the same as you. On the surface, you look and go, "Hang on a minute." Well, let's say BT Sport they showed every single game, but then equally, you know, you don't know what the viewing figures are like, and it's not the product that they signed up to. You know, they wanted to, and we've been saying it for years as fans that you know, football without fans is nothing, and the and the. It shows to me that the television uh, companies, BT, Sky, and everyone else probably think exactly the same. Jack is they're looking at it and going, "This is this the same product?" Um, because that's what the Premier League is. These people are we selling the same product as as what we normally get? Um, on top of that, the clubs are going to be set uh, to pay a huge bill of up to seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds each for extra stewarding at games if they are played in their own stadiums. Now, every football club will want that. 
But, you know, Liverpool, your Manchester United, your Manchester Cities, etc., they're probably going to be all right. But you think of the likes of, like, your Burnleys, your Bournemouth, your Brightons and all that, and that that would probably be a massive amount to a team like that. And But, yeah, it's it's money that they're going to have to spend, isn't it, Jack? It's money that they'll want the advantage of playing in their own stadium if it is empty, if it is an advantage, whatever, because they a lot of these teams will be fighting for relegation, trying to get out of the relegation zone. Um, it's just... I. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised that Sky and BT are looking to renegotiate this deal? Because ultimately, if you can get it to be a little bit cheaper, then why wouldn't you? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. It, it's Sky at the end of the day, isn't it? So, you know, I, I think it, it doesn't really surprise me. A massive media uh, company, as I say, everyone's been hit by this. So they're going to want to do everything they can to try and recuperate any kind of money. But at the same time, I think there is something where a deal can be struck. As I said before, there's going to be obviously a lot more football for these companies to to show. And, you know, with Amazon um, lurking and stuff like that, it might be a, a good time to say, you know what, maybe now sign a new deal for the next few years, keep it with Sky and BT. There's there's, there's probably some kind of deal in the works and that they're, they're wanting to do to, to ensure um, that this isn't the case. Because I think if, if this is the case and this is how much money each club has to pay back and stuff like that, I think we're going to lose an awful lot of clubs. And, you know, I think Bournemouth's a big one for me because obviously we know financially um, they're obviously one of the smallest clubs in, in, in the Premier League in terms of that. Um, and obviously they're, they're in danger of going down this season. And, and with this as well, with all the coronavirus stuff, how deeply affected could they end up? Could we? Could it be a case where there is no Bournemouth Football Club in, in a few years' time? So, you know, it, I, I think losing some clubs over this and, and it is quite worrying to be honest with you yeah, I hope you're right. I hope we don't. Well, I hope you're wrong. I hope we don't see any teams lost as, uh, and stuff like that. I mean, the the figure that we're quoting, it, you know, the, is it 340 million? I think it is. That's like half, give or take, of what originally they'd look to be get, to be spending or giving back to them. I mean, the figure is something like 762 million quid um, for the rest of the year's contract. So that's at stake. Obviously, the Premier League are now in discussions with the rights holders, um, and it seems to be like this is the deal that they've kind of done with them. I uh, just want to go a little. Shout out to the people who are watching on Periscope. Tom Brooks, I see you, mate. Uh, I've never actually seen anyone watching this on Periscope before, so that's cool. Uh, thank you very much. Um, even if the games go ahead, it is no longer what TV companies signed up for. And the £340 million is a compromised figure, with the Premier League also facing up to the prospect of working out the deal with Sky and BT to see if they can offset the amount. Um, so, yeah, as I say, um, it's just a mad mad thing isn't it uh, just this whole situation um, and, and listen hopefully it all gets sorted hopefully the league goes ahead obviously we want to see Liverpool play uh, but will it be the product that's what it kind of says to me Jack are we going to see the same Premier League as, as what we started this is the thing and I've had numerous arguments with, with family members over this because there's there's nothing else to talk about really but you know you talk about what's going to happen is football coming back too soon and, and stuff like this and you think about actually in the Bundesliga I mean I, I'm pretty sure they're still not able to tackle in training and, and, and certain rules like that and they're going into their first game this weekend and how much more difficult must it be to coach you know defending and, and stuff like that if you can't tackle will it be that there's actually more red cards in the game because you know players aren't tackling as regularly so, or looking when they're tackling, apparently. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think the brilliant thing is that we're not the first league that's going to be going ahead. We've got the Bundesliga to keep an eye on and to see what happens there, what develops there, how they deal with certain things, um, and and ultimately 
what what it is and and you know we've always seen that the Bundesliga's defending has been a bit suspect at times um but it'll be interesting to see tomorrow and I'm sure um TV companies will have uh, two eyes on the, on the figures um that it brings in in terms of view, viewers and stuff so you know I think it's going to be interesting but I do think the Premier League will come back as long as everything's safe in, in the next few weeks and months uh, also, well, before we leave this article, Mirror Sports also understands there's a new confidence that on the back of Wednesday's meetings with players and managers, the season will go ahead next month, although the restart date is likely to be pushed back to June the 19th at the earliest. Um, as long as it starts again, mate, that's all we want as Liverpool fans, isn't it? Uh, that's the main thing. Um, do you think it will start that early or do you think it might get pushed back again? Because right now it feels like I don't know, mate. It feels to me like the deaths that are going up in England, it still feels a little bit too soon to me, to be honest with you. That's the thing, and, and that's what I think a, a lot of people have spoke about. It, it does feel too soon, but it also felt too soon for people to go back to work on, on Wednesday and, and stuff like that. And I think the, the thing is, personally, I feel like that date will be pushed back. Um, I, can't, I can't see it being that that it'll be June the 19th. I think that is slightly too early. Um, but you can see from from everything else going on uh, around England right now that actually they are keen to to get it happening as, as soon as possible and they are keen for some form of normality sooner rather than later. Um, I, I, I do feel as though it will get pushed back again. I mean, I, I think we're a few weeks behind um, Spain, Italy, Germany, all, all of them. So I do think those leagues will be back before ours. But as I say, that's not necessarily a bad thing because we can see what develops and what happens before rushing it back. It's also more difficult here because I think we we were kind of embarrassing with how we dealt with the situation in the first place from a footballing perspective I, I'm talking about here because, you know, the, the fact that those games were still going to go ahead the weekend, the weekend it was halted before uh, Mikel Arteta and Callum Hudson-Odoi um, obviously came down with it. I, th- I, th- I think that's a bit ridiculous um, at the end of the day. So, you know, the, the, go on. I, I think um, it, it will be something that they're much more careful of now. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the big thing for me is, look, I know I know, obviously a lot of people went back to work on Wednesday. I'm not going to make this a politics show today. If you want to hear my views on the politics, then get over to the making page. Like, this is going to be about footy. Um, but I think what, what I've seen this week in London is that you know, a lot of people are a bit, are going back to work and they, they're they having to use public transport. You know, I think we'll have all seen the, the videos of people uh, on the tubes and on buses and stuff. And um, it's a concern for me that, that could cause a spike in two to three weeks' time. Um, and then, you know, that puts us on, well, the beginning of June. And if there's a big spike then, what happens? And I think if the Premier League is going to go ahead, then we're going to have to see if the, if it A, first does spike, and B, what, what type of controls and measures are in place. I, th- I think absolutely, Chris. I agree with what you're saying. And I think a similar thing happened in Germany. Uh, I think their R8 went back above one, but it was how they dealt with it after that. And obviously it came back down. So, you know, I, I think, as you say, um, a bit wary of talking too much about politics but you know it's it's one of them situations where we're just going to have to wait and see really that's all we can do right now one thing I do I do sort of hate about all of this is the fact that like you know people are starting to say that football fans would mass gather outside grounds and stuff like that and that was one of the reasons that they wanted to push for neutral venues I've not really spoken about that um, but as a Liverpool fan, I, I feel that you know I'm putting me you know I love Liverpool football club to, to me bones. But I'm not willing to put my family at risk for that. Um, and so personally, 
if I'm told that it's not safe for me to gather outside the ground, then I don't think I'm going to be gathering outside the ground. And I hate the fact that, like, you know, football fans are just assumed that they're different to the rest of the population and will flaunt the rules. And I don't feel like I'm one of those people. Does me head in. Absolutely not. Um, I'm, I'm obviously, and you are, as, as Liverpool supporters right now, we're resigned that, you know, when we win the league, however it will be, it, it won't be the same as, as we plan for it to be. And, and, you know, I think, as you say, everyone knows that health and, and lives are more important than, than football. Everyone knows that. Bill Shankly once said that, obviously, nothing's more important than football. But, you know, at, at times it, it is. Um, and, and we've seen this situation. And, and you know, I think um, it's, it's one of them where, Certainly, it does anger me, Chris, where you see stuff like that and you see that sort of thing being speculated because at the end of the day, it's not going to be like that. And, you know, there are people in power that can obviously prevent the odd person that if that does happen, it would only be an odd person. And there are obviously people that can prevent that. It's uh, got a couple of people asking in the comments. Actually, yeah. actually, maybe one. Kay Brennan said, "Where did Chris Pajak say to go and get his views?" Uh, me and Paul do a podcast called the uh, Make X Pajak Podcast. So it's YouTube.com forward slash Make X Pajak. Uh, we do a lot about politics and stuff on there. Certainly over the last few weeks. Um, so if you want to go out, we've got a new podcast coming out at five o'clock today. Uh, we're going to move on to the next story anyway, and that is Milot Rashika, if that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Liverpool have been interested apparently uh, in Milot Rashika, although it's the first I've heard. The fact that first I've heard is that we're not interested in him and that's the news story today uh, and I'm kind of glad to be honest because I don't know much about him um, first and foremost but secondly the fact that Villa, Brighton, West Ham and Wolves are interested says that it's not Chelsea, Man City, uh, Arsenal, uh, Manchester United uh, and all that so uh, as when I see teams like that I'm like nah Liverpool are interested we get linked with the big players and the big teams uh, do you know anything about him and are you happy that uh, he's not linked with Liverpool after being linked with Brighton? He's done well in in the Bundesliga. Um, oh, of course, you'd know about him, like. And it's 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 someone that you know you, you do need to to keep an eye on. But you know, it's as as you say, I, I don't think he's anywhere near our level just yet, and I, I don't think we were probably ever interested in, in this lad. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he, he is well sought after, though. And and the clubs interested are the, are the sort of clubs that you you'd assume would be interested at, at this point. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. It's someone for, for more people to watch during the next few weeks of Bundesliga football. It's someone else to keep an eye on and talk about. So, yeah. Um, and by yeah. all accounts, you know, he plays in the same position as Takumi Minamino. Uh, similar profile as well. Obviously, we've signed Minamino. We've not really seen the best of him anyway. So I can't imagine that Klopp will be looking to add to a squad in that position without without Minamino getting up and running and, and starting to really perform as a Liverpool player. Uh, on to the next news story then, Jack. Um Liverpool board FSG's stance on Pep Linders replacing Jürgen Klopp over Steven Gerrard. Now, this was uh, published in the express.co.uk. Um, now, it's not really their stance, having read the article. It doesn't seem to be their stance in any way, shape or form. In fact, it seems to be Kevin Phillips has said they should go for Jürgen Klopp because assistant managers stay assistant managers. Um now, it's too, it's too early. I mean, we don't even know when the footy's going to start again to even be talking about when Klopp leaves. Um, but, you know, I think as a Liverpool fan, everybody wants to see Steven Gerrard one day manage the football club, Jack. But he's got to go out there. He's got to prove it first and foremost that he's a good manager. Uh, because if he's not a good manager in a few years' time, then his name won't be, even, it be in the hat just because of his name. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is with Steven Gerrard, obviously club legend, and as you say, every Liverpool supporter probably wants him to to manage Liverpool uh, one day. Certainly I do. But, you know, you have to look at it and and what's he done as a manager so far. He hasn't really done anything. And, and, you know, I think Rangers have obviously finished second in, in the league for a couple of years, which is where you know their standard anyway um he's done really well in in Europe um very very well for them in Europe actually but you know he hasn't won anything with them yet and and you know obviously he's always going to get these links to Liverpool and I, I think it'll probably intensify and he certainly will probably be interviewed when when Klopp does leave um but you have to get the timing right you know you need to get the timing right with this and, and Gerard won't want to come to Liverpool and manage it too soon as well he'll probably know that he'll always have the opportunity there will always be the opportunity for Gerard to come at come at manage um, us in the near future um, and he won't need to rush it and, and you know I, I do think that Pet Linders would be a terrific replacement for when Klopp goes personally um, but you know let Kevin Phillips say what he wants Listen we could be going back to the boot room style type of thing couldn't we where the manager comes from within and all that type of stuff but equally I don't really want a manager learning on the job at Liverpool Football Club anymore I think we've now got to a point where we don't need that we can go and attract the biggest and best names in football now right now that Jürgen Klopp um, in, in 2024 when his contract's up Linders might have left Linders might have gone on had a terrible managerial career or a brilliant managerial career Steven Gerrard might have gone well or, or gone badly and somebody else might be coming up through the ranks and be seen as the next big thing or the best manager in the world and so why would you ever make a decision today in 2020 about who's going to manage it in 2024 it's downright balmy so much can change it, it is madness, um, and I, th- I think the thing is for me that the reason I see Pep Linders as a perfect replacement is because I think you know Klopp's done a, a shank-like job with his team. You know, he, he, he's brought us back up. He's, he's made us the club we are today. You know, we're, we're the best club in the world right now, and Pep Linders is, is the brains. He, he's a brilliant tactician, and, and you know, I think he'd be able to step in and, and win a lot more stuff just just like Paisley did. But as you say, and as Kevin Phillips re- refers to, you know, you've got these. You got these assistant managers that quite often want to stay assistant managers and, and won't be won't be as good in in the manager role. So you never know; it may be something where Gerard can come in with with Pep Linder still as the assistant, and, and that may be a genuine possibility too. But as you say, uh, that's four years away yet. Yeah, just focus on what we got now and what we do have now is a, is a fantastic squad and, and a world class manager, the best manager in the world and the best man- squad in the world. So absolutely. Hey. 
Absolutely, mate. So we'll move on then. Uh, Brazilian TV show confirms Liverpool transfer news as Reds go for wing forward with mega potential. I like that headline. Uh, and they're actually talking about Vasco da Gama striker Tales Magno. Um, and it was said on the Bandeirantes TV show Bonos de la Bola in the player's homeland that Liverpool are interested in signing the 18-year-old. Now, the journalist, um, I, I, I am told, explains how Vasco are in a perilous financial situation and as a result will have to sell Magno much more quickly than they'd have planned on initially. Plays in a 4-3-3, he's tall, quick, skillful, and you can watch his best bits on YouTube, obviously. Um, I know nothing about him. Do you? No. No, it's acceptable. No, I don't. And, and, and the thing is, um, I, I, I think, you know, he, he fits the mould. It's it's a name that I'd struggle to pronounce, so I'd probably butcher and get told off a lot in the comments. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen before with, with players like Alan D'Souza, um, you know, I think... Obviously, we all know what happened with him. He played with tons of potential, but struggled to get the work permit and kept going out on loans and, and stuff like that. And I worry that this is a player that would go for a similar thing if we were to sign him. So, you know, we see we often see links like this to, to players from, from South America and stuff like this, and a lot of them never materialise. Um, so it will be interesting to, to keep an eye on him. And obviously, if anything does happen, then I'll try and learn more about him. Okay, well, let's get into some of the comments. Then Tom's kindly collected a few of the comments as we've been going along. But if you've got anything to say, of course, about any of the stories, uh, then leave your comment in now and hopefully we'll be able to get to them before we wrap up today's show. Um, so on the first news article, the Premier League paying um, a huge, huge £340 million figure back to the television companies. Stephen Somerville said that's what these TV companies want. They only care about the money and too worried about their businesses going up in smoke. Robert Schrader says, if the Prem cancelled the TV deal and shop it around, I bet some streaming companies like Amazon will pay through their nose for the right. They might even pay to break the existing deal. I, I Let's go start with that one, the Robert Shree, the one. There'll be no way that the Prem can break that deal. No way. Not without paying a huge figure. That's the thing. Absolutely not at this point in time. The thing is that Sky do have to be careful of is, is the relationships because, you know, obviously we've seen over the years Sky monopolise the, the Premier League and, and over the years we've started to see people come in. So you're talking Santana Sports, ESPN, now BT Sport, of course. Um, and, you know, we've, we've experienced ourselves firsthand this year. Amazon are starting to come through. We're starting to see more demand for football. And, and you know, I think with what's going to happen in the next few weeks and months, and, and we're going to start seeing probably every game on television until fans are allowed back in the grounds, um, will clubs, uh, will companies like Amazon, Facebook, YouTube jump on that and, and, you know, try and make it an opportunity to be able to do that on a long-term basis? And, you know, I think Sky probably aren't in a position where they can give out loads of demands in case they need to keep that relationship for, in, in case something like that is to happen. Um, because as, as I've mentioned so many times before, the world is going to change in so many ways after, after all of this. And, and we're going to go through a lot of different chopping and, and, and changing. And, you know, football is, is one of them things that are going to change too. So we need to make sure that it is for the better. And, and if, if companies like Sky are going to kick off o, over stuff like this, then maybe they're one of the first things to go and, and move, we move on from that as, as a sport. You know the the mad thing for me on this television stuff, and it's it's probably not really related to the art to the article in any way, shape, or form. But 
when you think of like monopolies, as in like companies who have a monopoly, not the game, although that's fantastic, uh, well worth it, um, especially in this lockdown thing, if you want to get in a, a bit of an argument with your family, monopoly is the absolute game for that. Um, but monopolies is like, or the breakup of monopolies is supposed to give the customer, and in this case, we are customers because we buy these t- TV deals to Sky and BT and stuff. It's supposed to give you a better price. And this is the one instance in the world where it doesn't, it doesn't give you any you just end up paying more for the same product because if Sky just had all of the Premier League we'd probably be financially in a much better position now they may put the prices up but not to the point where you're spending 25 quid on BT nearly 100 quid on your Sky then you've got to have Amazon Prime then Facebook are going to charge you for something whether it's fucking stealing your data or you know the the, the, the pay-per-views you've got Now TV you've got all this and back to get it all you're just paying so much money. So I'd like almost rather just one person have the fucking rights to the Premier League, to be honest with you. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it will probably be something that's explored in, in the near future. And, you know, the Premier I, League I, I will think... have their own, mate. The Premier League will have their own. They've got it everywhere else. They've got that Premier League pass where, you know, I buy the NFL one. It costs me 120 quid a year and I get every NFL game. Now, they just don't have the rights in England, but they should do. It's, it's like the EFL, they've bought an iFollow, so I think it, it is very soon. And, you know, that's that's probably something that Sky really aren't looking forward to. And, and right now, listen, as, as I said before, there's, there's so many problems and, and businesses uh, are obviously losing loads of money during all this. But you think companies like Sky would be able to cope and, and need to support these these football clubs and, and these leagues right now. Um, but, you know, it's one of them situations. These figures might not be true. We don't know at the minute. There's so much speculation. There's so much things coming in. That, that we just aren't sure of right now. So it'll be interesting to see what does happen and what develops in, in the next few weeks and months. Okay, uh, Tom asked in the comments, Linders versus Gerard, and why? And Mo Dilbar, YNWA, said Linders is the right man for the job, having learned from Klopp. Linda Stanley said Linders, obviously, a new boot room. Stephen Somerville, again, Gerard for me, is the manager to release Klopp when he leaves, but I think Gerard needs more time away from Liverpool to get the management experience he needs. Kate Brennan, I watched Gerard in some post-match interview. He's too critical of players, too total opposite to Klopp. Gerard sounds old school. Players these need, they need an arm around their shoulder. And Ellie, Anthony, Jamal, Oh, I'm so sorry. What about um, Nagelsmann? Nagelsmann's an interesting shout. Let's go back to the Kay Brennan one about him being too critical of players, total opposite to Klopp, Gerard too old school. I mean, I get that, but equally, Gerard just reminds me of Kenny Dalglish in the way that he deals with the media, and I can't imagine it's anything more than a media persona. I could be wrong on that, of course, Jack, but, you know, again, this is all about what type of manager is Gerard, and and Stephen Gerrard, the man who manages Rangers right now, wouldn't be the Stephen Gerrard who manages Rangers or Liverpool or whoever in 2024, would he? Exactly. Um, He'd have to develop. Um, It's interesting, Gerrard as a manager reminds me of a lot of different things. I think how he plays in in Europe as a system as well is so so similar to Rafa Benitez. Um, You know, I I think it's, it's one of those situations where um, as you say, he is going to have to develop. Um, he really is, and, and I think right now, if if something was to happen and Klopp was to leave right now, which God forbid he does, um, I, th- I think you'd want Pep Linders because, as we say, Gerard isn't major. He's not the final package. He's not ready for a job like this. Um, but if you're asking the question in four years' time, may he have developed, may he have had different jobs, may he have won things, um, absolutely. And it may be that when when it comes to it, and Klopp's contract is up, Gerard is is in the perfect. 
he, he's absolutely ready for this job um, and you, you just never know um, so it, it will be interesting to see obviously I think it's intensified by seeing that Frank Lampard's obviously gone to Chelsea this year and he's done a pretty alright job if we're honest um, uh, Go on last one then Tom uh, I'm assuming it's Tom Dutton uh, has said is Pep Linders more ready than Gerard, and I think I'll I'll start with my answer, mate. I, I don't know I don't know that he is. Um, you know, obviously he managed NEC, he had a, a torrid time of it over there, um, but he's also the man that when he took over the number two role from from Buvac, that we kicked on and started to change our style of play, started to win more games. We've been absolutely incredible uh, since he took that number two role. Um, so it's a difficult question to answer because Linders hasn't been a manager. I mean, you might see more of him in press conference. Obviously, we saw him in presses earlier on in the season. He was brilliant to listen to. He was really articulate, loved. He got his passion across. You could tell he understood what he was saying. The players and everybody else in the coaching staff uh, seemed to really enjoy him being around. And we've got good results. Is he more ready? I've no idea is the honest answer. Uh, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, I, I think it is interesting when, when, when you put it like that. Because obviously, as, as I said before, you right now... I very quickly say Linders but as as Kevin Phillips alludes to you, you don't know how an assistant is, is going to do in the managerial job and his experience as obviously a manager uh, is, isn't the best um, but you know maybe just someone that obviously just because I know how good he does for us right now and, and it may be that obviously I don't want Gerard to come here and, and flop when I know that in a, in a few years he may be more ready and, and it may be better for him and, and for a club legend to do that um, I really like the shout of Nagelsmann he's a manager a coach that I really admire and obviously we've seen him go to to Leipzig this year and, and do brilliant things with Timo Werner as well so you know I think Nagelsmann's an interesting shout but by 2024, the big club would have snapped. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I mean, it kind of comes back to it. It's all pointless. It's completely pointless talking about who's ready now for, for 2024 because what if football changes? What if something comes in that's the new tick attacker that dominates for a few years next season? Um, and then all the managers or the coaches that we're talking about are a step behind what we want. You know, it's just, I hate to say it, but we've wasted everybody's time. And on that bombshell, I'm going to thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to Redman TV, obviously. But before you go, we're doing a live watch-along tonight, 7.30, being Liverpool, uh, with James Sutton, of course, uh, because he's a regular now. And we've also got Jay Spearing, and it's the episode uh, where, where um, Ian Eyre rides the Harley. Um, and so we can't wait. And I've really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed having a drink on a Friday night with my mates and watching a little bit of Shite TV. Uh, and I hope you come over and join us as well. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Sarah. <laughs>